Okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch Buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. from the auction community studios on this Monday morning. It is the Wolf and Luke show. Wolf, how was your weekend? It's pretty brutal, as a matter of fact. How's your bracket? Oh, my bracket? <laughs> what bracket? Yeah, you know, BPI didn't matter, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> BPI. <laughs> what happened to all matter. the teams you had in the final four? Uh, honestly, right now, you used any type of metric whatsoever. It did not matter. As a matter of fact, I will tell you it worked against you. If you use the mascot metric, maybe that is helping your bracket. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. Just madness. I don't know that you'd have an owl going this far, though, in the mascot bracket. Yes, the madness is alive and well in March, is it not? Uh, All right, so your bracket is shot. Um, You ever been stung by a bee? I got stung by a bee over the weekend. Uh, Okay, uh, I'll bite. Uh, Yes, I have been stung by a bee. Why do you say that, Luke? Because one stung me. That's why I'm saying Okay, a bee stung you. Yes. That's the first time it's ever happened to me. Yes. A bee flew up Knock and stung me. I thought you were, you were speaking no. metaphorically. You're telling me you literally, literally. got stung by I a bee. I literally walked outside over the weekend and was like, because last week, last week was, you know, it was a fine week, but it was, it was a long week. Okay. Right? I was like, I'm going to take a little walk here, just kind of clear my head. Two minutes into the walk, a bee flies up, lands on my arm, and stings me. Uh, what did you do to the bee? Nothing. Come I've on, been man. asking myself you, that you for 24 to, hours you, now. You had to do something. They leave you alone for the most part. Typically, my entire life, the bees have left me alone until You've this never, weekend. Oh, wow. How about that yeah. so you didn't have any type of reaction no you? Yeah. but that was a fun like 30 seconds of like well now what happens because what if i am allergic <laughs> you're walking around you're thinking my throat is it swelling at all I, I, I you know to be honest the reaction i had was anger really <laughs> so okay I was very well, angry yeah that would do it you that would think would right i always there. thought like you get stung by a bee because you're like messing with a nest or something or you walk into something you're not supposed to walk or they're kind of like buzzing around you and there's like five of them and you kind of bump into one yeah. no apparently you can just walk outside and one will land on you and sting you and Whoa. then whatever they do after that, that is so amazing right there honestly unless they're killer bees killer bees are very very aggressive of course yeah this one was a jerk this <laughs> So maybe he was one. I've never heard a bee. I, did you see the bee clearly? Was it a honeybee? Was it a wasp? It was, was not it a wasp. hornet? No, it wasn't a hornet. Okay. It acted like a hornet. Aren't those the ones that are just like, they'll just fly up they're and sting you for aggr- fun? Yeah. Well, they're very aggressive, the hornet. Uh, the, the killer bee is the most aggressive. But this one stung me, and I pulled the stinger out, and then I think that's they just died, don't yeah, they? Yeah, well, yeah, they do, yeah. yeah. So most of them. escalated really quickly. Okay. What no about reason. a yellow jacket? It was not a yellow jacket. It was a bee. <laughs> well, <laughs> it wasn't a bumblebee. You've I mean, eliminated all the types of bees, Luke. It was a bee. I don't know what kind of bee. Okay. It, was the, it was clearly the bee that when it stings you, that's it for that bee. Because he was a complete jerk, and then he was just gone. All right, worker B is what you were saying, basically. It was some guy who was just out there trying to do his job, and for whatever reason, you showed up, and he said, you know what, I'm going to sting this. <laughs> he did. He went for my okay. eye first, too. I had sunglasses on. <laughs> oh, Thank right, you to the story. fine people of Nike you for providing great sunglasses. Right now. He flew at my eyes. How old are you, Luke? Old enough that I've I should have been stung by asked. a bee. Exactly. We've had this conversation on the air. We're not having it again. You know what? I... Yeah, we are having it again. No, because we got to get into the suns. Okay, great. 
Get to the sauce. You don't want to talk about the sauce? No, I'm just trying to figure out how a guy is as old as you are, has never been stung by a bee. I'm 83 years old, and I've never been stung by a bee. I don't believe you. At some point, you might have been... Two years old, not even known. He got stung by a bee. I think you would know if he got stung. Well, you're two years old, you're not going to remember that. Oh, I think my parents would have told me. Three years old, you're not going to remember that. I remember stuff from when I was two. Come on. Yeah. Lose not like stuff. a ton of stuff. Okay. I remember catching a lizard when I was two and I wouldn't well, let go of it. This is good right now. Should I ask him, Basin or Ian? Should I ask him? Like, what? I just told you. No, tell me again. <laughs> what? Because you just totally said it without anyone listening. I just told you what I remember from when I was two. I caught that a lizard. Was that was the only thing you remember when you were two years old. I remember my bracket was better than yours is now. <laughs> I don't believe you whatsoever. Okay, great. <laughs> why, would, why would I lie about Walking that? around to, two years old, I remember, I, I remember the fact I was two years old when I picked that lizard up. I don't. I, I remember because I caught it and I wouldn't let go of it. Okay. That was the Anyone thing. that's listening right now, where you guys study this kind of thing, go ahead and just at me, at Wolf987. Who can remember stuff from when they were a kid? Well, Luke, they, they say that's true if you're Einstein. Okay. No, just I guarantee right you. Now. Command and control. You remember stuff from when you were before five, right? Oh, before yeah. five. Yeah, it's sure. not two. Okay. It's not two. Maybe it was three, but it was well before kindergarten. <laughs> okay. I don't remember what the name of that thing that some people have is, but they can remember everything, every detail of their life. Well, the fact yeah. that you can't you know remember it, it means you don't have it. Do you know what it's called? <laughs> oh my goodness, you're in, you're in a boot. <laughs> you know what it's by called? By the way, picks. Genius is what it's called. I think it's just, I think everybody. funny. The way geniuses totally, there are are geniuses that remember when they were 14 months what they did. Knock it off. Well, nobody here is saying they remember what they did when they were 14 months old. Right, okay. But you got stung by a bee. I got stung by a bee. Yeah, right. Started remembering things from when I was two. You pulled a a lizard's tail off. No, I didn't pull a lizard's (laughs) boy. Wow, this is unbelievable. It's just, it's because, who cares about the detail after you make a statement like you've made? (laughs) Anyway, the Suns won a game over the weekend, and we all lost our minds. Saturday, did that feel good? It did feel good. Why did it feel good to you, unlike the beast? Yeah, because it felt better than getting stung by a bee. Right. Um, Because they beat a good team. And, you know, Wolf, I'm not even going to go that. They just won a game. (laughs) The Suns winning a game, coupled with the fact that Kevin Durant is coming back here soon. Okay. It felt like a turning point. Okay. Sacramento was Friday night. Was that not Friday night based on the Sacramento game, the Sacramento Kings game? Was that not Friday? I can only remember things from when I was two. Um, it was Friday, of course, and then Saturday <laughs> was the Philadelphia game. Yes. And we were looking at that, and we thought, man, this is going to tell you a little something, something about what's going on. Of course, they lost on Saturday to the Sacramento Kings. They lost that game. Um, and there were some alarming trends in that game as well, like giving up 135 points in that game, um, including 45 points in the third quarter of that game. Would you say that's alarming? It's not great. That was warning, warning, warning. They were going off in that third quarter right there. And then to see them come back and actually beat the 76ers on Saturday night, that is not the scenario I thought was going to happen. If they had a shot of winning one of those games, I thought it'd be Sacramento. 
on Friday. Would you have had? Yeah, I think I would agree with you because Philadelphia. If 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 Embiid was going to play, you would figure Sacramento would be the quote easier win. Sure. Would you have a preference though? Because Sacramento's the team they might see in the first round of the playoffs, and they've had a hard time with them now two games in a row. Yeah, you know, I kind of like the fact that they beat the Seventy Sixers because of how well they played in that game. And the 76ers being somewhat physical team. I love how they played. Book, of course, the fact he went off, played really, really well. The defense in general, uh, they stopped turning the ball over. They shared the ball. They, 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 hey, crunch time, it was Phoenix Suns time. And they looked like the Phoenix Suns to me in that Philly game. Yeah. Well, you couple that with DA's support. Post to come back tonight. He's probable. And, uh, and Kevin Durant, as you already know from last week, is supposed to come back on Wednesday. I mean, the, the margin for error is gone. They're a game and a half up on 7th and only two and a half games up on 10th. But they are still in 4th place. And so through all of this, they have still hung on to 4th place. <laughs> and if you can go out there and just beat Utah tonight, doesn't it feel like everything could swing the Suns' way? I'll say this, Wolf. If everything's going to swing the Suns' way this season, if they're going to go on a deep run, I think it's it's this week when it starts to swing. Why, why this week? Well, because Durant's coming back. Because, and okay. because now you're coming off a win. I mean, it's it's very possible you beat Utah tonight, and all of a sudden you've won two in a row, and you're getting two of your main four back. So you think, okay, here, Kyle, here we go, Utah, you beat Utah, and then look, everybody, it's DeAndre Ayton, he's going to be playing tonight, that's what we think he's probable. is going to happen right there, he's probable, and then because KD coming back on Wednesday, or at least that's what we think is going to happen right now, that's... You might be onto something right there, but it's going to be interesting to watch this relaunch, if you will, of Kevin Durant and how it goes with KD. And again, I'm not worried about him. It's everyone else around no, him. I'm going I'm on Wednesday, and I, I will not watch warm-ups. That's my pledge to you on this show. I will not be watching warm-ups. Uh, last shot to participate in the madness. Text Bucks to 620-620 and choose from the last four teams for your chance to win $250. That's Bucks to 620-620. It's the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. I'm guessing most people don't have the final four intact because this March Madness has been one of the craziest ever. We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luca. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, the final four is set. I'm sure everybody out there had this final four, right? You know how many people have it according to ESPN's brackets? Okay, how many? You take a guess. I know the exact number. I I don't even know where to begin, Luke. Like how many? How big of a pool are we talking? Uh, about? Everybody in America that did well, in the world okay. that used ESPN.com. ESPN. Okay, I'm going to say. Let me, let me think about this. Um, I don't know if I want you to be way off or not because it's going to ruin my one thousand. Okay, thirty-seven. <laughs> Okay, that's you, all. You thought it was going to be exactly a thousand? Good. Well, no, I was just throwing over and under. Um, I would say that's the worst guess I've ever heard. But okay, so 37 people. 37 people. Come on, stop it. Yeah. What metric did they use to vet their bracket? We were trying to figure this out in the uh, in the hall before. You, you basically, the only way you could get to this final four would be 
You took UConn because UConn, I think people had UConn in the Final Four. Like, I'm not saying it was the most popular pick, but that's a good team. The problem is they were in that region with three other really good teams. So it's not like they were in the toughest region, but it's not inconceivable that people would have UConn in the Final Four. I know somebody who picked them to win the whole thing at the start. But the other three teams, it's a very odd combination. You basically have to have gone to one of those schools and you like have family members that went to the other schools, right? Or you live like in San Diego. Like I don't know how you get to this Final Four. I have no idea how you would come to this Final Four. Uh, I don't know, unless you were sitting there and you were licking toads as you were filling out the bracket or something like that. <laughs> uh, this is this has been obviously one of the most incredible, unpredictable NCAA tournaments ever. I can, you don't have a one, two, or three seed in the Final Four. It's weird. Come on, man. It's you not, do not have a one, two, or three in the final four. I don't even think that tells the whole story. Like Miami and San Diego State are decent. You know what I mean? But it's it's not like what was Duke? Duke was a five seed, okay? Yeah. So if it, Miami and San Diego State are both five seeds, if you told me there was two five seeds that made the final four this year, I would have said Duke for sure, right? Yeah, okay, Duke's gonna be one of those teams. But Miami and San Diego State are just kinda like good. But they don't have the, a big enough history where somebody would pick them in the Final Four unless you've, you're a Miami fan or a San Diego State fan. And honestly, I know a good amount of San Diego State fans. None of them had the Aztecs in the Final Four. Yes. No, you know what? And honestly, too, again, it's it's just the, the general reaction to this. How many analysts do you know? How many analysts do you know that... We're talking about how unpredictable this tournament was going to be. Yeah, there were a lot true. of guys out there talking about, hey, you know what? This is wide open. This year is wide open right here. And I just think it's incredible when you think of the fact that not one number one seed actually got to the Elite Eight. Not one. Well, yeah, that's never happened. Did that? Come on, man. Yeah. Just absolutely bizarre right there. And it kind of reminds you of 2011. Do you remember that? 2011 back then when they had they had a Final Four that included VCU and Butler and Kentucky and UConn in 2011. Mm-hmm. Remember that? That yeah. was the highest seed right there. You had an 11 versus an 8. VCU versus Butler in 2011. And then you had Kentucky, who was a 4 seed and a blue blood. Kentucky and UConn. And of course UConn is also a name number 3. But think about that. You add those 4 seeds up and that, that equals 26. And that was the highest ranked Final Four. And when I say ranking, I'm talking about the 26 seeds. Yeah. That's the highest ranked Final Four ever. But I, I would bet that more people had that Final Four. Because if you think about it, you had UConn, who's the yes. team people usually pick. Right. You had Kentucky, who's the team people usually pick. Butler had just been to the national championship the year before and lost. So it's not inconceivable people would have picked them. And then obviously VCU was, was the real wild card there. But this year where it's just, I mean, FAU, I remember reading something before the tournament of look out for FAU. But that could mean anything, right? That doesn't mean they're going to go to the final four. And they might win the whole thing. Is there? Who do you want to win now at this point? I'm kind of partial to FAU because they destroyed your bracket first, but your bracket is so far (laughs) past bad. Yeah, you know what? I I love uh, Bobby Hurley. I love Dan Hurley. I love the Hurleys. I'd like to see that. That'd be a good story. 
Yeah, that'd be a good story. I'd love to see that. Yeah, here's uh, Dan Hurley after UConn just dismantled Gonzaga on Saturday. Well, I, you know, the, the, the season is, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of ups and downs in the course of the season. The, the non-conference where we dominated, you know, some of the struggles in conference play, you know, we, we tried to uh, you know, express just how great we thought the top teams in the Big East were and that we would eventually be able to find ourselves. So, um, you know, we're pretty, uh, we've been a pretty good team against non-conference opponents this year. So uh, that's why I think we were always excited about getting to this tournament. Dude, he sounds like Bobby Hurley, doesn't he? He does. Oh, my goodness. He it's sounds so like a calmer right Bobby there. Hurley. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and it's so cool, too, Basin Ornitz. It's not just, of course, how unpredictable this tournament has been. It's not just the upsets and the seeds right now. It's how these games unfolded as well. The Florida Atlantic and Kansas State game. Oh, man, I love that. These guys were competing so hard. That game was awesome. Just the fact it was contested once again. Marquise Noel, incredible. Again, an incredible performance by Marquise Noel. 30 points, 12 assists, 5 steals. That game was awesome. That might be, real quick, that might be the best, my favorite part of the tournament is, you know, you, you see these guys play maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. Right? I'm not sitting around watching Kansas State all year. Yeah, right. But, but you get these guys that in the first or second round just have monster games, and then they stick around, and they, they make the tournament theirs. There's like four or five guys every year that do that, and you're just kind of like, wow. By the end of the tournament, it's, it's like you've, you've been watching them for two years. Right. And then also, too, I thought the, the Creighton-San Diego State game, of course. That was a good it game. It literally came down to the last second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, well, I you know so many so much of the time we sort of talk about that. It came down. It was right down to the. This literally came down to the final second of the game. Um, and there was a ton of controversy in that game as well. Was it a foul, Basin only by Basin audience, or was it not? That's a tough way to end a team's tournament run, don't you think? Calling that foul. Here's uh, Ryan Nembhard, who the foul was called on on Creighton. It's a tough feeling. He worked so hard all year, and it, it comes down to a play like that um, I don't know I think we could have done a little bit more to make it a game that, that didn't have to go down to that but um, it's a tough way to lose that's about the toughest way to lose if you're a college kid and your team is you get eliminated by one point with a chance to go to the Final Four, especially this year. I mean, let's be real. If Creighton makes it to the Final Four, it's not... In some years, it's like, oh, good for Creighton. Now they're getting served up to the number one overall seed. I, no, I mean, they. you feel like you have a, as good of a shot a, a, as anybody at winning the whole thing if you get past San Diego State. Yeah, you know, for me, it was a foul. It, it was. The shooter was fouled. I think it was a foul. It's just it's a tough... It, it can be a foul, and we can all hate that it was called. Yeah, it, and that's exactly right. Uh, to me, it was a foul. Uh, there was definitely a disadvantage to the shot. Um, but what bothered me, Basin Ornings, and I think if you watch the game, you know it. It wasn't a foul all game yeah. for the most that part. That was it. And that's what drove me crazy. Yep. All a player can ask for, Basin Onions, is consistency from the referees. That's all he can ask for. And all he should ask for. Just be consistent. And the players didn't get that, and that sucked buttermilk. That's one of the things you hear the most, uh, either playing professional sports or being around professional sports, is players, what you just said, just be consistent. Just with be the consistent, no doubt. If you're going to be 
If you're going to call the game super tight, whereas the officials we had two days ago are going to let stuff go, that's fine. But just within those 40 minutes, can you please call the game consistently? And, and you hit the nail right on the head. They really, that call wasn't made earlier in the game. Texas, your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. All right. <laughs> when we come back, Charles Barkley had some strong comments about Kevin Durant. It's not the first time, but... Um, this is potentially going to get awkward if the Suns go on a run here. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. To basketball, and the Suns have the Utah Jazz tonight. Now we're we're really here. We go, Wolf. Eight games left. Yeah. Jazz tonight. Minnesota Wednesday. Denver Friday. Da is supposed to come back tonight. The thought is that Kevin Durant will be back on Wednesday. So there you go. You got to feel really, really good that Kevin Durant missed the amount of time and the amount of games that he did. In the Suns are still clinging to that four seed. Yeah, it's it's a little more bunched up now, but you also figure of of these teams, the Suns, logic would say, are going to start to turn it on right now. Whereas some of these other teams, you don't know. You have the Suns in the in the four seed. The Clippers are a half game behind them. The Warriors are one game behind the Suns. The Timberwolves are one and a half behind the Suns. And again, the T Wolves are the cutoff for the, sure. the play in, and that's who the Suns will play on Wednesday when KD's feasibly coming back. Pelicans have actually kind of woken up. They're two games back of the Suns in eighth, and then the Lakers and Thunder are two and a half back in ninth and tenth. So, yeah. you know whose name I didn't read, by the way? Whose name? Dallas. Dallas. They are not in the play in or the playoffs. They lost playoffs. again last they night, did. didn't they? Yes. Here's a pair of shorts. Slide them on, Luca. Yeah, and uh, now Luca's going to miss a game for the, uh, the technicals, too. So he's, uh, yeah. So. How much trade for uh, Kyrie? How long has he signed? Oh, yeah. he's signed for uh, like uh, seven more games. No, no, I'm so sorry. It sucks for you guys. That's yeah, a real shame. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's he, they've, They're 36 and 39. They have seven games left. Kyrie is signed for the rest of this season. Mm. And he's already kind of getting into it with fans. Yeah, so, yeah. right. That's going well. Good things move, are, No, things aren't going well. <laughs> I, listen, I don't like that. It, re, it brings back a lot of bad memories of guys that I played with, guys that were brought in. They thought that they were going to be an excellent signing. They were going to change the locker room. They're going to change our fortunes. And, of course, they were bad actors for the most part. Um, I'm not saying Kyrie Irving is, but wherever he has gone, there is a trail, is there not? And it's a bad trail. Yeah, there is. And also, if you're Dallas, of all the guys to trade for and bank on him wanting to stay there after this season and bank on that's what you're kind of going all in. I mean, I don't know about you. I thought Dallas was a play-in team at the start of the year. And that, that wasn't even really a knock on Dallas. It's just there's six teams I liked more, okay? But they're on the way up with Luka, and then they lose Jalen Brunson, and kind of now maybe you're scuffling a little bit. But once you go and get Kyrie and you trade, they traded a lot of good role players on that team. They yeah. kind of gutted their team around Luka for Kyrie. Then you're kind of going all in, aren't you? Yo, yeah, you were going all in. Now you're all out. Yeah, now you're all... <laughs> That's a shame. But it, once again, Mark Cuban said he was going to sign Kyrie. Interesting. We'll, we'll see. I don't know that that would make me feel that much better. Uh, as far as the Suns, here's Charles Barkley. Now, again, you got to remember... The perspective here, if you're not a Suns fan and you're listening to this, Charles Barkley is one of the all-time great Suns. Yes. 
He's part of the. It's got to be the best, one of the best moments, I guess, uh, getting to the finals, but losing to Jordan and the Bulls. He has a history of not really being all that impressed by Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, this is what he said on sixty minutes. This wasn't even like the the broadcast. Sixty minutes yesterday. Kevin Durant, he's very sensitive. A great player. He's part of that generation who think he can't be criticized. He's never looked in the mirror and says, man, was that a fair criticism? We're in agreement. Today's players are a little more sensitive to criticism than your That would be an understatement. Yeah, I, I agree with everything Chuck just said. I do. I agree with all of it right there. It's not just the NBA. It's also the National Football League. There's a lot of guys that are a lot more sensitive, and the the only difference, and it's a big one, you need to know this, Masononians, the only difference between when I played and today, and when Chuck played and today, social media. Yeah. And I wonder <laughs> how much of that... a huge difference. Because when you criticize players now, they see it, if they oh. choose to look, and KD oh. chooses to look. It's 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 not only about they see it. People attack yeah. you. They're not trying to just throw it out there willy nilly. They'll direct it at you for a reason. It's called at me for a reason. Is it not? There's a huge difference between when I played and when Chuck played. I, I think you might be a little sensitive. Especially fans, especially if you read it. You know, I, I just know what it was like being on the sideline. Yeah. That was your social media right there. It was on the sideline on game day, sitting there interacting with fans. I went into the crowd twice in my 10-year career. Twice. That's more I'm than embarrassed most. to say it, but it's the truth. So uh, was I sensitive? Yeah, if you said some of the things about my mother that this guy was saying, and the other guy as well. Yeah, you know what? I was a little sensitive to that. I think I would prefer to to play in that era where you're going to hear it, and I'm sure you hear some hateful stuff, but at least when I'm on the field, you know what I mean? Like, I've kind of already psyched myself into these four hours, especially if I'm on the road, I'm going to hear some stuff. Whereas now, and, and Chuck's not wrong, but I, I do think a lot of it is social media. You, it's just 24-7. It's just 24-7 because there's no repercussions for somebody just saying horrible stuff about you on social media if you're a professional athlete. And Kevin Durant, as much as I like KD, and I on some level kind of respect the fact that he will go in there and respond to people and read yeah. it. He does read it, and people know he reads it. So if you're some rando in Ohio and you've got nothing going on in your life and you want to attack Kevin Durant specifically and you write something mean to it, he's going to see it. This is your favorite word now, rando. You've been saying it. Now you're you're saying it all. Now I'm just playing it up. walking around the station here. Luke is walking around the station, and he's saying rando. Very randomly. It's the, only, it's the only word that fits this particular topic of conversation. If you are a just a person out there who is miserable with their own day and they want to attack Kevin Durant yeah. on social media, they can. And the thing with KD, and he's not the only one, but the thing with KD is you pretty good chance he's going to read it. Yeah. And respond. Uh, right. But that changes everything. It really does. That's the reason why I agree with what Chuck is saying. I, I think that Kevin Durant shouldn't read a lot of that stuff. He, 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 he shouldn't. shouldn't do it. And, and that's and why respond to it. That's why I wonder if it really is that, that players now actually are more sensitive or if they're just hearing it more. You know what I mean? Than Chuck did. Chuck heard it when he played. 
But I, he wasn't hearing it when he was sitting in his house. Uh, this is just me right now, Basinonians. Um, I realize I'm old school, and I'm not apologizing for being old school whatsoever. But I think there's no doubt about it. I think today's younger generation, they respond to a lot of criticism in a very sensitive kind of way, as opposed to actually looking at themselves saying, is there any truth to this that I should actually take and apply to my life? They don't. Uh, hard coaching has gone away. It's like you can't you can't hard coach a player today. You, you can't do it. Hard coaches are being asked to leave programs because of their hard coaching styles. What does that tell you? Well, I think you hit on a couple different things there. Because w- wouldn't you say that there were players when you played that were ultra sensitive too? And oh, it they just were wasn't. sensitive, yeah. But you yeah. know what? You just dealt with well, it. You had to. The, the coaching thing is is a whole different conversation because i i agree with you there i don't know that i agree that this generation is is in general like chuck is saying just more sensitive i just think it's easier for them to be exposed to criticism but the hard coaching thing that is i'm with you there you you can't (laughs) i I was watching i was watching a game the other day where somebody like blatantly messed up and almost cost their team a game and i was waiting to see if the coach was going to go over and yell at him or say anything and and he just couldn't yeah you know what uh, listen just because you make a very general kind of statement based onions never let that apply to you my young crunk brothers never let it apply to you just because you just because that might actually be the case that maybe this generation is way more sensitive and for good reason i might add this this generation is way more sensitive to other generations, doesn't matter. That's just a general blanket statement. My young crunks, don't don't let that be you. You can change that. You don't have to be sensitive. You can actually go ahead and listen to what somebody is saying about you and whether or not there's any truth to it and whether or not you should apply it to your life, especially in terms of competing. Because at some point in time, it's going to come back around. It always does, and it will. Uh, we come back over to football. Isaiah Simmons, fifth-year option, yet to be picked up. Is that a smart move, or are they on the verge of messing this up? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Right over to football and the Cardinals, specifically. Made a move this weekend, adding another uh, inside linebacker. It kind of got us talking this uh, this morning in the pre-show meeting that, okay, you know, what's what when? When are we getting this Isaiah Simmons fifth-year option? Uh, and you pointed out, Wolf, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world to wait on Isaiah Simmons. Well, you know, it's just my feeling on this one right now because of all the upheaval that is happening right now. You, you've got a brand-new coach coming in, a brand-new head coach. You have a brand new defense that is going to be employed here. You've got Isaiah Simmons going into his fourth year, and here it comes, the fifth-year option, and whether or not you're going to pick that up. There's so many questions about this, and it really kicks it up to a nice level in that fifth year as well. But there are so many questions swimming around Isaiah Simmons right now and his NFL career 
the least of which are, are is not the fact that they're trying to find a position for Isaiah Simmons to play. So, you know, for me, once again, I, I think it's just a matter of the situation. And I think they've got a little bit of time here where they can actually reevaluate everything that Isaiah Simmons is in where they project him. But they've got to get exposure to him first. Yeah, this is the tough spot, right? And this is one of the the challenges and obstacles you have to navigate when you change everything, when you change your coaching staff and and your your front office, because I've been pretty consistent, and I'll stay with it, that I I don't want Isaiah Simmons playing somewhere else. I really don't. I I, I don't... I don't look at him and say, oh, that guy's a bust. I, I just, I don't. You can see the talent. You can see some of the big plays he has made. Now, do I wish he would be more consistent? Yes. But in my mind, that can easily be attributed to they didn't know how to use him, and they kept moving him around, and it's not hard to make the connection. Just think how upset everybody here was watching Hassan Reddick destroy San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. And, like, Hassan Reddick was likable. And Cardinals fans don't like the 49ers. But even with that as the background, it was like, really, I got to watch Hassan Reddick? They're like, why didn't we just keep him? And Isaiah Simmons might even be better. I just, I don't want him playing somewhere else in two years. And I will again say, if he ends up on like Baltimore or Philadelphia or like Seattle, he's going to be really good on those teams. So figure it out. Yeah, you know, for me, based on Orleans, I want to challenge Isaiah Simmons. I don't think he's ever been challenged. I think he's been so good. I think he's been so good, so talented that I, I don't know if somebody's ever squared him up and challenged him. I, I want this young guy who I love to be challenged. I, and that's why I wouldn't pick his fifth year option up right now. Uh, I'd wait and see how he responds to offseason workouts. Uh, conversations and film sessions that I'd have with him. I'd wait and see where he wants to play defense, if he likes the idea of playing on the edge, if he wants to continue to move around or focus on one position, because I want to stick him at one position and see how he responds and challenge him, whatever that position is. And for me, I, I think it's the edge. It's one of the reasons why you've got Kaiser White. You went out and you got him. He's going to play the weak side inside. You got Zayvon Collins playing the Mike backer. Let's put him on the edge and say, this is going to be your position. What are you going to do about it? We're not going to move you around. We're going to challenge you to be great on the edge. You're going to be able to set the edge because here it comes. They're going to fire off the ball at you. What are you going to do, Isaiah? I would love to see the Arizona Cardinals challenge Isaiah Simmons, to see J.G. and this new coaching staff walk up and challenge him and see how he responds. Because for a lot of his career, I wonder, Isaiah Simmons, how much challenging is there really to do to a guy that was as productive as he was in college A guy who's got as much athletic ability as he does, who's got the frame he does, who is the player and has made plays and been productive. Uh, I I just wonder how he's going to respond to that. Let's see. I think that's fair. And, and, you know, I think to a certain extent, the old regime just kind of fell all over themselves and fawned about how amazing he was athletically. And look, he can play five different positions. Okay, it's the NFL. Maybe he can't play five different positions. Maybe just pick one and make him great at that position. So I'm I'm with you on that. 
the fine line you have to walk if you're going to go down that path, because there's some logic to what you're saying, is if he starts responding well, you can't then let him go. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't pick up that fifth-year option, he ends up playing really well this year. You can't be like, well, he priced himself out of our... No, no. You're going to have to pay him then. Yes. Because the path you're describing is probably the best way to do it if you're Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austinfort. Let's see what this guy does. Let's give him our plan and see what he does. But if he starts to do it this year, you can't be like, well, you know, we'll just draft another one. You need to pay him at that point. And and you can. You can do it midseason, but you got to do it. Yes. See, that is the great thing about it right there. You can do that. You could go ahead and not pick up his fifth-year option, of course. Uh, May 2nd is when you have to declare that. May 2nd. Uh, They could go ahead and not do that, and yet they could still sign him at any point to an extension right there. So why not see how he responds to being challenged? You know, I'd love to see that. Respond to saying, you know what? We're going to make you prove it. Now, you don't have to say it like that, ladies and gentlemen. You don't. But I'd love to see how this young guy responds to that because I don't think he's ever had to respond that way to that kind of challenge. Certainly not at the NFL level. But don't you then internally have to have that conversation, too, of if he proves it, it's going to cost us money. Yes, you just you can't you can't come out like next season and Isaiah Simmons has this great year and be like, "Wow, we weren't ready for that." Like, have the check ready. Whatever you're going to have yes. to pay him. What is it? I think it's I think it's like thirteen ish million if you just picked up the fifth year option. You better just have in the back of your mind. The plan is to pay him seventeen sure. million. Yes, because it's either going to be seventeen million or nothing. You're going to be letting him walk, or you're going to be paying him. Uh, and if he doesn't respond well, then maybe you're not paying him. But if he does, you're right. I mean, as much as I just want them to pick up the fifth year option, your path is actually the smarter way to do it. But you better go into the season prepared to pay him. Then, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. You you have to have that conversation, and you have to remember as well, based on it's a brand new regime. It is. There's a completely a new way of vetting players, vetting players physically, vetting them emotionally, intellectually. And I am fascinated to see how Isaiah Simmons responds to this vetting, this brand new way of doing everything. I can't wait to see it. In fact, other than Kyler Murray under this new regime, the Isaiah Simmons question is the most fascinating. I think question. that's why it's hitting me so hard because this was the most. When they hired Jonathan Gannon, what got me into the hiring was yeah. the thought of what he can do with Isaiah Simmons. Yes, that was that was where I was like, okay, I can get behind this because it might unlock Isaiah Simmons. Yes, it's one of the reasons why I, Isaiah is a smart kid. He's a really really smart young man. Shouldn't call him a kid. <laughs> Everyone's a kid to me nowadays, but it just I shouldn't call him that. He's a smart young guy. Um, I think if you explained it to him, like, we want to move you to the edge. I'm just using this uh, hypothetically. Okay. We want to move you to the edge. We don't know how you're going to respond to that. And Isaiah, I think you can see our perspective on this. We have no idea how you're going to respond. But I think this is where your future is at. Do you agree? 
Yes? Oh, you do agree. That's great. Well, let's put you at the edge and let's see how it goes. And I say, I'm telling you right now, if you're, if you're growing, if you're developing at the edge, if you're showing us something at the edge, we're only going to play you at one position and you're showing us that you're getting better. We'll go ahead and we'll extend you midseason, right? Yeah, I mean, that, and that's, it yeah. makes perfect sense to yeah, have that be, conversation because with the, him. the best case scenario would have been you can pick up his fifth year option like next summer when Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis have had a year with him. Obviously that's not, yes. it, that's that's just not the way the timing worked out. That's not their fault. It's not anybody's fault. But if you're the Cardinals, the best way for your fans to get over the fact that the Hassan Reddick situation just didn't work out and now he's amazing somewhere else, Isaiah Simmons is your answer to that. <laughs> is, you, can, you can always point and say, but look, we did draft Isaiah Simmons and look what we can turn him into. You're so right. The the ideal situation is let him prove it, but also pay him if he proves it. Yes. And, I mean, if you can unlock him, that's a guy you build your defense around. But you don't want to unlock him for a different team. I'm done unlocking yes. great players for yes. other teams. I don't want him on Denver in a year. I'm with you on that one, Denver. All right, when we come back, back to basketball, the Suns are probably receiving some much-needed help this week. How much will it turn things around? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.